Welcome to episode 2.0. We've hit the big 20. So that's pretty big news for us. As you can tell, we're super excited. I um, you were talking about a new version. I was like, what? What are we doing now? We're going to have a lightning round or something that you didn't tell me about? <laughs> I've got a surprise. Free t-shirts. It's like, no. T-shirt cannon. It's not in the budget. It's coming. It'll come one day. Um, that's, how you're big time. that's how you know you're big time. We got a t-shirt yeah. cannon. We're just going to shoot it at the totally. wall or a camera or something. Break the camera. Or somebody's finger like the Houston Astros mascot did. And now they're being sued. Really? Because the lady. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, man. The lady is claiming that she can't. Um, she doesn't have normal function of her fingers. Yeah, of course. And this is broken. Her finger. It takes time to yeah, recover. <laughs> Well, she said that she had two surgeries, two or three surgeries to repair it, and it hasn't been fixed or something. Anyway, I, okay. that's the state for you. I, okay, I'm just going to throw this in there. I'm okay with people, like, getting some type of money for that. Like, you know, if she was, like, a pianist or something. But if she doesn't specifically need that finger for a job, like, I don't know, give her 10 grand and, like, should be done with. Pay her medical bills. Yeah. yeah. That's the least you can do, right? Yeah. But, like... but. I feel like it's going to turn into like $10 million in the States. Like <laughs> she's crippled for life. Now. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's funny. Like that's probably one of the weirdest things you'll ever hear. Yeah. Lady Sue's team for breaking her finger with a t-shirt cannon shot by mas- mascot. Oh dude. I bet if we looked into legal history, we would find way, no, probably. way crazier things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Totally. Well, as we speak, the Boston Bruins-Toronto Maple Leafs game is going on. It is the third period, seven minutes, 40 seconds left. Um, Toronto is leading the series 3-2. Boston is leading the game 3-2. Looking like it might go to game seven, but the Leafs have a bit of time before they can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, as you've heard, you, I'm joined by the Stir Daddy, Sterling Kiefel. What up? Um, our second or other co-host Johnny B is on vacation. He took a little vacation. He's in uh, beautiful Victoria, BC. So, shouts out to Johnny B uh, out there. Hope he's having fun with the with his friends and family. And yeah, let's let's get this started. Um, should we just talk about the biggest surprises here? We'll we'll uh, talk about our this episode's namesake, the top seeded nobodies. Yeah, man. Should we talk with the uh, the biggest and greatest nobody of them all? <laughs> I have a feeling. Okay, good. I thought you were gonna take a shot at me, but take it. No, I wouldn't. I like do that. It. It's too soon. <laughs> Maybe next month. <laughs> oh, I appreciate that. Honest, I bet you're probably not. I bet you're thinking way worse things than I am. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got a gripe about it. We'll we'll yeah. get there when when we get there. Okay. But yeah, let's let's go with let's go with Tampa. What? What a series. What a disappointment. That is like, I th- I'm pretty sure on the podcast I said, like, is Tampa Bay that good that they're going to just run everybody over in the playoffs? Or is it like they just went on an amazing run during the season and they'll finally hit a rough spot in the playoffs? And it seemed like they did actually just hit a rough spot in the playoffs. Or I don't know, maybe they're just, I don't want to say weak-wheeled because it sounds kind of mean, but uh, but they just mm-hmm. seemed to like roll over. Like it was unbelievable. And then, you know, Kucherov getting suspended. Like, I don't know if that series could have gone much worse than than it did for him. I mean, other than just straight up yeah. like 7 nothing every game. Yeah. Well, it looked to me like Columbus found their weakness and just exploited it. Yeah. You know, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning, for whatever reason, kept playing exact same. Andre Vasilevsky yeah. at the end of the of the season when they already had the President's Trophy clinched he wasn't really playing for any type of personal accolades. So I don't understand as a fantasy manager who owns him. I was happy that he was getting me points still, but you know, (laughs) that wasn't, (laughs) well, that was detrimental. Uh, You could tell he was tired. He was fatigued and it was revealed that he was playing through an injury. So if he had rested those, uh, the games after they had clinched up the president's trophy, you know, maybe, they would have played better. 
and Vasilevsky would have played more like himself because he just seemed off the entire series. It was the idea that they never and, really, like in the last 10 games, they didn't have to play for anything because they'd won the president's trophy. It's like they never went through any type of adversity. And then they hit adversity and just like essentially panicked. Well, see, that was John Cooper's excuse, and I don't buy it. Why not? I mean, I don't. I think momentum is a hell of a drug. And you're right. Columbus did go in, and this, this is this can be said for the Avalanche too. Um, both teams were playing playoff hockey for the last month. And, well, what a save by Freddie Anderson in front of the net. <laughs> Pasternak had it. You might have my gasp there. I had to mute the mic after. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was a great save. Pasternak was alone in front of the net, and um, Anderson spread the legs and, and made the save on him. But, uh, yeah, this, the, the same could be said with Columbus and Colorado. They both were playing playoff hockey for the last month, basically, and they, they came riding into the playoffs hot. And, you know, I think, like you mentioned, um, I think that Tampa and Calgary both, I'm just going to mix it in since we're talking about it anyway, but I think they both just let their foot off the gas and they were never able to recover it in the, in the, because they both played the same way. They were chasing, Tampa was chasing Columbus Mm -hmm. all game. Uh, Avalanche the the flames were chasing the avalanche in every single game except for the first one and that was that was the weirdest thing is that when you win a game 5 nothing and then just not show up for the next 4 games that's weird for me and with tampa they didn't even show up they didn't show up in any of the well, games i also i'd like to point out that so, a, quite a bit of that is on the coach i mean you got to change something in this series. Like if you're going to play the exact same way and get schooled the same way, then you haven't, Mm. you haven't addressed the problem. You haven't like looked at the video and been like, Oh, this is what we're doing. And if it's just straight up effort, I mean, that sucks for, it sucks for Tampa and you can't, I mean, at least with Calgary, you can go, well, the team, I don't really think the team has had that much experience in the playoffs, like the core of Boudreaux and yeah, they were in once, right? Um, Yeah. I think I think the the stat was they only have two hundred and forty three or fifty three games yeah. of playoff experience, and a hundred and some of that was yeah, who, uh, James Neal, who who might be bought as a non factor this year and a healthy scratch, or at least traded or something. Something's going to happen. Yeah. I can't imagine they're going to be like, "Well, do you want to keep trying?" I mean, <laughs> scratched in last game, but we still believe in you. Like, oh, fuck, man. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he he was injured. He was injured um, at the end of there for and he missed like twenty games or something. So we could chalk it up to that. I've heard both sides. Like I personally would. It's tough, right? Because um, he'd be taking a spot away from the Dylan Dubays and the Austin Zarnicks and the the mm-hmm. Spencer Foos of the organization. But I, I think this is probably just an off year. I, I still think that he could turn it around with a really good summer. Um, I could, but I, I don't mean, know. Is it just the end? Yeah. Like, is he just going to peter off? And what he is now is a ten goal, like thirty point player, or yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. Well, hopefully not. Calgary sake. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So <sighs> that that contract was ill advised at. 30 years old. I mean, trail living has been a wizard up to this point. I, I, that was one of the most head. That was, that was one of the more head scratch, uh, head scratching deals. Anyway. So let's just continue talking with, do you have anything else to say about Um, Tampa Columbus? I'd say, well, if I'm going to look at the two series, I would say Tampa one is way worse because they have far more experience in this and they like the team, the coach, they should all know better. Um, than to play like that. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, maybe it's just the pressure that's getting to them, but I mean, it's happened to Washington. How many years? Everyone just kept saying the losers, they choke, they'll never win a series. And now it's, and then last year, the legends. Oh my God. Ovi, everybody loves Ovi. I can take, taking pictures of him everywhere. I'm like, man, he's going to be Gretzky's greatest goal scorer of all time. Oh my God. So good turnaround for Tampa. I mean, 
Kucherov's really gonna change a little bit. He's gotta grow up. Like that was that was pretty unacceptable. And then didn't he did he even get any points? I can't remember. He's pretty much a non factor. He might have gotten a Yeah, I don't I don't know if he got any points to be honest with you. I think he might have gotten Anyway, I think they should there, uh, but, look at their core, see if they, maybe they can yeah. make a trade because they don't really need as much of the offense they have right now. I mean, you can probably spread it out. Yeah. So Ooh, that. that's game. Game seven. Sorry, I didn't want um, to have to interrupt you there. Yeah. Game After seven. My last final. I'm going to go right to the pub at SFU. But, um, so whoever's up at SFU, go <laughs> join Sturdy. Guy in the corner wearing a gray leaves hat, look at that, <laughs> with a big beard. <laughs> and that's all I got to say. That's all I got yeah. to say about Tampa. If you though. want to meet him, there it is. I don't know. You got to do like an internal audit because you don't want this to keep going on every year. You want to make sure you have the the players that are gonna mm-hmm. like give it their all. Maybe they won't do as well in the regular season, but they're gonna just be there for you in the playoffs. Yeah. What what kind of moves do you think they'd have to make? They'd re-sign Brady yeah. Point. Um, I mean, they kind of have think to. they would. I mean, well, sorry. They don't have to. If they lost them, they would still yeah. have to have a pretty sweet team. Um, but then what are you going to trade them for? Yeah. So, I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. Yeah. He did play himself. Uh, he's probably going to get the least amount um, of the RFAs in the pool of Mitch Marner, Matthew yeah. Kachuk, and poor, poor Brandon guy. Boyd. He's only going to get like eight all million. those guys. Be sad. Uh, in a low tax state. Oh, yeah. Oh no. Uh, but um, yeah, I don't know. They they might have to look into trading Yanni Yord, Tyler Johnson, Alex Kalorn. Uh, those guys are making at least five each. I'm pretty sure. Maybe Kalorn's making three or four, but um, those guys would likely have to be moved. Um, to if they could keep them all, then great. But because I I don't think that they need to change anything on the roster. I think they can. They have all the pieces to to win championships. They just need to figure out how to play. Playoff hockey. They, they need, need to get head to figure out how to clutch, healthy. basically. That would be important. Yeah. Yeah, there's that too. Um, they just signed John Cooper to a extension. So there are people talking about, you know, firing him and, and whatnot. And I don't know. I don't think that's... I don't think that's in the cards. But I would be lying if I said that he seemed more lackadaisical in um, in the press conferences than I would have expected a coach down, you know, the entire series to be. The only emotion that he showed was on that um, overturned goal from an offside that they w- challenged that they won. And like, I saw nothing else coming out of him. So um, yeah, it's just, Got to go back to the drawing board and and learn from their mistakes. Um, Columbus, though, man, congratulations to the Blue Jackets on their first ever um, playoff series win. And uh, this team is is they're looking good. Um, do you think that Bobrovsky and do you think what do you think their chances are of retaining those guys? <laughs> I mean, Bobrovsky never seemed like he wanted to stay unless yeah. he was going to get so, paid carry price money. And then you have uh, Panarin said, you know, he had nothing against the team or this, the city directly, but he was like, he just wants to be in a bigger metropolis. He doesn't want to be in a smaller town. So, or he wanted to be by the ocean. Yeah. Yeah. He wants a more Russian. Yeah. He wants a more Russian community yeah, don't in, the, in this, in the town. I mean, if he stays, he'd get free vodka for life. I don't think he needs free. He needs to pay for his vodka. Is it pretty good deal? Vodka. If you ask me. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. This this I feel like this break is either going to, well, I mean, obviously, it will either help them or hinder them. Uh, what do you think of 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 the break that they'll have? I mean, 
on the plus side, the guys that have little nicks can can heal up and be ready for round two. But on the negative side, they could be sitting out longer than they wanted to, and their momentum might be a little lower than it should be. I mean, the same thing that's going to affect them at all. A game seven or a seven game series where the team just plays a hard series against a team, and then they come into the next series and they can't actually perform, which is kind of what happened to Boston last year. Is they had a fairly mm-hmm. hard series against the Leaf, and then they Leafs against, and then they go into Tampa and they just couldn't. They just didn't. They weren't the same team, basically, when they got there. So I think rest is better yeah. in the beginning when you're going from series one and two. Um, I would say later in the in the Stanley Cup playoffs, when you're going from the you know third round to the fourth final round, you might want to you know maybe just win in six or five to make it a bit closer. Um, but other than that, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't think it really makes a big difference one or the other. For it's like individual for the team. I mean, thankfully for Columbus, they don't have a lot of injuries, so they should be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that's good. Um, yeah, it'll be exciting to see who they, who they play up against um, either the Leafs or the, or the Bruins. I think they're going to be a handful. Bobrovsky is finally playing uh, like he should be in the playoffs. And it'll be exciting to see how far this team can go. Um, should we move on to Which the next that? team that got eliminated? Uh, St. Louis. Oh, God. What eliminating the Winnipeg sad, Jets. Sad two periods night. Winnipeg played. They had six shots, man. They had one shot in a yeah. period. What in the fuck was that? That was. Yeah, I mean, I, I got I to gotta say, I. I didn't watch it. Um, to be honest with you, since since the since the Flames got uh, ousted the other day, I uh, I've been trying to keep away from 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 Twitter and 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 the internet for a little bit. Um, like I tweeted the night of, I uh, I went golfing last night. Uh, that was probably the best the best thing for me. Uh, but yeah, I, I didn't I didn't get to catch that game, um, but. You know, I I heard that the yeah, if you only have six shots in the last two periods, the Jets seem to have rolled over. Um, yeah. What a game by Jaden Schwartz to the Schwartz awakens in that sense, um, and that really helped the Blues get past the Winnipeg Jets. And it, it, it's kind of the same way, right? Um, the same kind of narrative being played out. Uh, the Jets were stumbling into to the playoffs. They they were dealing with a few injuries, um, and you know I think I don't think they were. I don't think it was as much them taking their gas, their foot off the gas. I think it was just they were dealing with injuries and were having yeah, uh, was some chemistry issues. Team. They just couldn't. Pull but the other uh, yeah, yeah, and you could see it, right? You know, Bufflin. Bufflin was trying to do too much uh, and ended up hurting the team because he kept getting penalties. And um, yeah, the big guys weren't able to step up when, when they needed them to. And the blues were playing amazing um, for the last, you know, month and a half. They were, they were like the hottest team since January. I think I said this before, but their record uh, is, is really deceiving for how good they actually are. Like it looks like they're the blues. The Jets it looks like the, the blues are, Oh, they just kind of made it in. They're not like that great of a team. They're like one of the middle of the road teams, but they're one of the top teams. Like they should have been in the top seed this year with the way they played in the past, like five, six months. Yeah. Yeah. This is definitely disappointing for the team who were in the Western conference finals, just as, as far as last year, you know, um, it's, I don't know what, what, what can you do? I don't think, you know, Truba needs a new contract. Tyler Myers needs a new contract. Liney needs a new contract. Um, do you think no, this is the end of Paul so. Maurice? I don't think they would do that. Uh, it's just, no, let's keep the same team going and, you know, rejig it here and there and try and fix the little mistakes and, 
if it truly is a bunch of injuries, then you can just chalk it up to bad luck this year. I don't I don't think teams should be like every two mm-hmm. years, like, okay, blow it up. Okay, fire the coach. Okay, fucking trade this dude. It's like you gotta just stick with it for a while, especially when they're making the playoffs and they are you know, they're a pretty good team. And even yeah. like really good teams just seem to flame out every once in a while. So well, as we've seen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I uh I didn't watch too much of that series, but um, obviously, being Canadian, I was I was really hoping that the Jets could could pull it out, and so that we'd still have two yeah. Canadian teams. We're it's dropping like flies here. If it's just all all three, <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, let's. Uh, I guess we'll talk about the Flames Avalanche. Um, you know, I mentioned it earlier. Uh, the Flames just were chasing the Avalanche all series long um, past game one. And it was very, very, very disappointing to watch. Um, if, if you don't, if you don't want to hear this gripe, by the way, just skip ahead maybe three minutes um, and I'll get it all out. It's, it's just you know it, it was it was very disappointing to see the boys um, cry about non calls for penalties instead of putting their head down and playing through it, which is what they should have done. The entire top line that was so dominant in the in the regular season just completely was they were complete no shows. Um, Colorado really flipped the script, you know, because everybody, us included, thought that. Um, the depth, the scoring depth of the Avalanche was going to be their downfall, and it ended up being the Flames' downfall because when their top players weren't producing, the rest of the lineup couldn't uh, couldn't step up. And you know, kudos to the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, McKinnon was just an absolute beast. Rantanen found his scoring touch again and burned the Flames on more than one occasion scoring overtime goals and big goals when, when it was needed. Um, it was just such a, it was so disappointing because Mike Smith actually played so well. Like he was, he was playing like if you, if any good team has a goaltending like that, they should be able to make it past the first round. And uh, I'm, I was very happy that the flame, the remaining Flames fans who stuck around after Game Five, um, chanted his name to show their appreciation because he was the best Flames player by far the entire series. And it's unfortunate because because I don't think he'll likely get a job next year because of how the team played in front of him. And um, you know, he's he's definitely a goaltender. He's old, but I think he still deserves a backup position somewhere. Um and you know, it's it was just really disappointing, pretty crushing, to be honest. Um and like I said, McKinnon was was he took that series over. Um and uh Zadorov was was a huge factor as well. None of our players were were stepping up. Um and again, they were playing playoff hockey. The Flames took their foot off the gas and and they paid for it. So yeah. Um your thoughts, Sterling? There was something else I was gonna add, but No nah, man, let's let it all. They just didn't show effort. Goudreau had one assist in the whole series. I mean, Kale McCarr played three games, had two points. Um, Ian Cole had three points. Mm-hmm. Like, there's so many players on Colorado that you would say, oh, there's no way they'll do better than Goudreau in the series. And that was just, it's not just him. It was a bunch of players, but him and Monaghan really needed to step up and they didn't. And that's why they're gone. Yeah. Yeah, and it, it really... It really didn't make sense. Um, like you could blame the the coaching staff, but to be fair, it is their first playoff experience as well. And you know, hopefully, they're they're hoping to learn from this experience and all that. But 
do you know what? They were saying the same things in 2015 and they basically played the same way they did against the avalanche as they did against the, the, the ducks back then, you know, the, there were a few players that are left over from there, mainly our stars and they just couldn't, they just, they can't play playoff hockey. I don't, I don't know what it is. They, they're too focused on um, the non-calls. And to be fair, some of those calls were were pretty ridiculous. Like the, the calls they were calling were very weak. And um, they they didn't call blatant penalties. Like it was ridiculous. It especially in game uh, uh, in the game on Wednesday night. Um, they called a penalty on Michael Backlund. They called a tripping penalty. And Backlund had his stick, one stick with one hand touching uh, Landis Cog's skate. And Landis Cog fell over, in quotes, and they called that a penalty. I mean, called stuff like this happens in every series. Though. And like, it was literally two games ago. I know. That happened but, in the but, Leafs Boston game where, like, I think one of the least players like barely grazed the top of a Boston player's skate and he just bails and they got a penalty. And then I think it was game must be game five. And that's what started Boston scoring. Like this just, it happens in every game happens to every team. And you got to just, you got, you still got to win. Like there's no way that they, and the the Flames are supposed to have the best, one of the best defenses in the league. I think if you looked on paper, it probably would be the best. I can't think of who would be better. Not yeah. even Tampa. But that that is a murderer's row. That is murderer's row on their power play with McKinnon, Landis, Cog, um, Ranton, and Kerfoot and Barry. Like, there's just there's no way. And the calls were 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 highly skewed towards the Avalanche. Um, they didn't call any of the slashes. And they were really calling weak, weak penalties on, on the flames when like that, that, that was a thing. Right. And this is approaching, um, conspiracy theory here. Uh, so this is Grant's hot take, but I think the NHL really needs to be careful with this and really needs to look into this kind of stuff because, uh, it's not just the flame series that spotty, um, officiating has been an issue. Uh, like you mentioned in Toronto, Boston, with the whole Jake DeBrusque, Nazem Kadri fiasco, um, and there were a bunch of missed calls in the Islanders Pittsburgh series, and it's I don't know it's it's probably coincidence, but it's a little suspicious to me that all these things are happening. Um, in the first year that the NHL has decided to partner up with gambling websites and has made it legal to, to do so. Um, so they really need to look into that because you do not want these officials to be tampering the game um, in any way. And, you know, it's, it is a little suspicious, right? Because all these teams who people expected to win, are out. Tampa got swept by Columbus. Nobody thought that. Um, Colorado beat the Flames in five. Nobody would have thought that. Uh, well, I'm sure some people would have, but I'm saying in general, most people did not expect that to happen. Most people don't ex- didn't expect um, the Penguins to be swept by the Islanders either. Um, what are the odds of? What are the betting odds of that? You know, um, yeah, guaranteed it's a lot higher the than the other can't way around. Make those all those three teams play shitty. Like that's just bottom line. Calgary, Winnipeg, no. Tampa Bay—they all play bad. Pittsburgh—I've play- seen games in every single one of those yeah. series, and I could sit there and watch. And if yeah, you ask right. me at any point who you think is going to win the series after watching a few games, I would have called. Yeah, Tampa Bay's fucked. Same thing with Calgary. I'm like, unless the next game is just a complete rally turnaround, which sometimes happens, but rarely happens, um, they're fucked. And that's what they did. Like, I don't care how many bad penalties could have been called against Winnipeg. Nobody's, nobody made them get six shots. 
like they could have just as easily like flown in, push people around completely legally. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, I mean, if they're calling bad penalties and your team is constantly killing penalties, that, that takes a lot out of you. That's, that's a lot of momentum, a lot of energy that's taken out of your team. So that definitely has a fact. I'm not saying that this is happening. That, like I said, it's this is conspiracy. Yeah. This is a I just conspiracy want you theory. To think about this and not um, like don't just think about it in the present because oh, I'm yeah. pretty sure we go back to the playoffs last year and you're gonna find a ton of just bad calls. You can go to the regular season and just find a ton of bad calls against like every team. So yeah, for sure. And yeah, I'm definitely looking at it from a skew perspective. Um, you know because it happened to my team and it happened to um, it, it's kind of like a confirmation bias, right? You, you look for, for things. You're to, just focusing to on, prove your point on the negative things that happen. I'm not saying stand out to you and you're like completely not yeah. looking at all the other stuff. Exactly. Anyway, let's move on because exactly covered that. Yeah. Uh, what about the Nashville yeah. and Dallas series? Um, yeah. I haven't watched much of that either, but I know that they beat. Well, it was funny that Nashville we talked about, um, like we said the same thing about uh, Colorado, that they're, they won't have the depth to be able to uh, win a playoff series. And I, I'm positive I said the same thing about Dallas. I was like, they got no chance. Nashville has all the depth. Mm-hmm. Dallas doesn't, but right now, mm-hmm. Dallas Dallas is having great goaltending. <laughs> Surprisingly, they're, they're getting a lot of depth scoring and their stars are showing up too. But Man, what a what a year for Dallas! Wait, wait, hold on. The yeah. Dallas's stars are showing. I'm sure. Wow, <laughs> that was a pun. It was supposed to be. Oh, pun. dude, bad pun. Bad. I saw what you did there. I saw what you did there. I, I saw what I you did. It. You you were Purpose. the one who. Not purposefully. I could just. You did say that using it. Their stars wow. are showing up. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> I think it was good. Um, I mean, yeah, you could you could have seen this a little bit. Uh, ben Bishop did have a um, Vezina-like season. Um, if he played more than 50-some games, he was I nominated think. for the Vezina. He's uh, one of the three. And they're all under 50. Is he one of the finalists? Oh wow! Well, not best oh, left. I'm sorry. He's at 53, so he's played six, seven more games than Bishop or Leonard. The other two nominations. Bishop's got to win. I, yeah. I don't know. I can't see the other ones winning. I mean, if Bishop or Leonard won, I would be okay with it. If Vasilevsky wins, I'm gonna be like, meh. I don't know. He had a way better team in front of him than those other two teams. They had, they had way he more did. expectations. Well, on. I mean. Tampa Bay than anyone did on the Islanders. Like, yeah. look at Leonard's year. His rebound year is amazing. And then Bishop, same oh thing. Gosh, just yeah. having. I, don't, I think it's a it's a rebound year, but just like he went from like having an average year last year to just a stellar year. So I think it's Bishop's this year for sure. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Um, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, Wayne Simmons and and Brian Boyle, while not huge offensive contributors, but they're both out um, indefinitely, I believe, with with injuries. That's um, those are two big bodies that you're taking out of your lineup. So that probably has something to do with it. You know, um, Dallas are generally a little bigger than than the Predators. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't been tuning in too much into that series. Uh, but I I definitely had Nashville out over Dallas um, in that one. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I have I'm, saying go, I'm saying go <laughs> Dallas. They totally proved me wrong. I loved it. And this could be a year when we have the bottom four seeds in the West make it to the second round. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, what are the odds of that? That's going to be uh, pretty interesting to see. 
So they would be playing the winners. They'd be playing the Blues, I guess. Yes. If they can make it past Nashville. Yeah. You want to talk about Vegas, San Jose? Um, have you seen much of that series? Yeah. Yes, I have. That's there's a, a lot great of series. Just, I love watching that series. That series is brutal. I'm like, I just expect at least three players to get injured each game. <laughs> that's playoff hockey, man. That's the good. That's that's what playoff hockey should be. Um, two bruising scoring teams that can handle physical play and um, can score big moments. Martin Jones has um, his goaltending has been spotty and he is going to be the determining factor as to whether the Sharks can move on or not. Um, Eric Carlson needs to step up his defensive play. I haven't seen, I didn't watch their last game. I will be watching today's game. Puck drop should be in about 45 minutes. Um, so yeah, I'm excited for it. You know, it's it's going to be a good series. It has been a good series, and it's going to be a good game. I think um, Vegas has a chance to to advance in front of their home crowd tonight. So San Jose needs to step up, and Martin Jones needs to step up. Eric Carlson has got to be playing through that groin injury. Like, there's no way that um, he he just doesn't seem like himself. He's not back checking fast uh, as as he usually does, uh, and when he's minus, I don't even know. Just, he's he's been such a bad minus player. Um, it's been hurting the team, and Mark Stone has been all the difference for the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm I'm a Vegas fan now. I think. <laughs> wow, can't believe it. They're a good team. You know, the, the, the crowd is fun and you know, they're, they're fun to watch. Mark Andre Fleury, just, I just watching him. I don't stand have on any attachment to any of the players in that team. Like there's no, there's no good player that it's coming from somewhere that I'm like really rooting for. Maybe Pacioretty because of how bad it was for mm-hmm. him in Montreal near the end and how awkward it was. Yeah. Hey, Pacioretty, I know this is your golf tournament, but uh, you getting traded yet? Oh, Hmm. I don't know. Well, obviously, obviously yeah. with Jeff Molson and as the cat, uh, Mark as the captain, here, I really want to work right? towards you know being on this team and you know helping them win the Stanley Cup, and then less than twenty four hours later, hey, Max, you're gone, gone, gone. Oh, that's his. I mean, anyway, he's the one person I'm pulling for. I just. I haven't watched a lot of Vegas games and I was a little perturbed last year. I'm like, man, they're it's ridiculous how much better they are. And they've just, like, it's just ridiculous. It really bugged me. I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> but why though? I, I feel like, I feel like that's something that anybody could cheer for because they really are. They really were just a team of ragtag dudes that their, their original teams didn't feel were valuable enough well, to keep I mean, some of them. The they wanted to keep. I don't think they and would have gotten rid of them if they didn't. Have, if they had another choice. But I know what you're saying it's yeah, like that. I guess it's but like the Disney movie. You know, like oh, this team it. that everyone assumes is going to be the worst ends up like pulling it together, and they have a heart and spirit, and they come in yeah. and they win. But I don't know, man. When when you've seen so many teams play in this league and just suck for so long and a team comes in that never existed before and it's just at the top, that's just what threw me off. I was like, wow. And then the result of them getting at the top was just mismanagement by Florida. Like, here you go. Take two good players. Oh, fuck. Those guys were good. We should have kept paying. Yeah. <laughs> Take our coach. coach. We're going to fire him mid-season. Treat him like crap. <laughs> Actually, Gerard Gallant. I felt good for Gerard Gallant last <laughs> I was year. paying for his taxi I was like, ride. Oh. That was justice. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, yeah, that's that's a saying, right? Is that Vegas um, Vegas stole their top line and then they bought the other. So um man, I I, I like I like this team. You know, I, I'm I really that top line of Stastny, Patrietti, and Stone, just yeah, fun to watch. Really and good. I yeah. love that line. Like it's such a it's just, oh, it's just so good to watch them play. Like they, 
they they play hockey. They know how to play hockey. Like that's that's really all it is. And um, the speed of the Carlson, Smith, and Marcheseau line is really hard to to contain as well. Um, and you know there there are a few games where. You, I want to see Vegas advance because they've played like the better team, you know, um, that one game where Shea Theodore just walked around the entire, um, like walked into the zone, walked around four San Jose quote unquote defenders, and then walked around Martin Jones to deposit the puck into the net. Like if you're opposing teams, defensemen can do that. You don't deserve to win the game. Like that, that there's, there's no way. How I do you want that? I in? Honestly, I mean, if we're talking about a little bit of predictions, like from what I've seen, Vegas is probably just going to win this game tonight, and they're going to get rid of the Sharks. Sharks goaltending has been suspect. They just seem kind of. They're one of those teams that they had a good year, but they seem kind of off right now. Um, and Vegas is there's just something about the way Vegas is coming together right now. They're just gonna. I feel like they're going to hand the game to them tonight. Barring some unforeseen, like mm. just rebound, you, like Carlson and Burns and Pavelski come out and just destroy them. Yeah, I mean, you could see it too, right? Like the the difference between this series is both teams were coming in relatively cold. I think the Vegas Golden Knights had dropped eight of their last nine heading into the or seven of the last nine mm-hmm. or something going into the playoffs. Um, and San Jose too, they were going through through a rough patch where they were losing like five, six games in a row. Um, and Vegas was just able to step up and, you know, mm-hmm. they knew how to play playoff hockey. It hurts. It obviously hurts that um, like Vlasic was out for a game or two and that was a big difference. Um, Carlson has been playing injured. Um, I mean, he wouldn't admit it now, but. I'm sure he's still playing with. I still like find it funny how they never admit any type of like injury, or when they are out for a game, they're like, "It's a lower body." Yeah. Like, come on, are we really that worried that if you're mm-hmm. like, "Yeah, I tweaked my knee," that the next game someone's going to two hand chop your knee? Mm-hmm. Well, see, this is the thing, right? Is I think this is something that has carried over from, you know, bef- yeah, before instant replay, <laughs> because like, okay. I understand. I understand you not wanting to reveal the injuries so that you know your player doesn't get targeted, yeah, not, especially if they're a defenseman. They're going to be like always but, try and go around this guy because he he can't move well right now. Yeah, yeah. I guess. Yeah, or that. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, there's that too. Um, but uh, you can solve the oh, um, if I reveal that he has uh, like a sore shoulder, everybody's going to go after his shoulder. Um, I mean, you could you could find people, I guess, because you're trying you're intentionally trying to hurt them by looking at the instant replay. If you can see that they're you know trying to aim or target a certain body part, you can see that with instant replay. Um, but I don't know. It's I don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. I don't really care if. <laughs> I mean, what's what's that gonna? What does? The coach saying, "Yeah, he's got um, he's got a bum knee." I, I just like it. Like, what's that going to? How is that going to enhance my like experience as a the fan? fans? Because when a player know. goes out and they're like, "Oh, it can be anywhere from two to seven weeks," and you know, it's a lower body injury, then everyone's like, "There's just it's kind of annoying when you're listening to the news and everyone's like guessing, like, well, we think it's the right knee, but maybe it could be his ankle or his hip or you mm-hmm. know, his low back. You know, we're not really sure." I'd rather just remove that speculation from it and like, oh, it's, you know, he's just got a sprained ankle or something and we're just waiting for him to recover. I think that's me me just listening to too much uh, hockey radio and they fucking (laughs) go off on these shitty conversations about like, you know, we, and then they replay all these videos like "Hmm, maybe it's this. And then. Wait, you mean you don't re-listen to our episodes? You don't just listen to them on repeat? What's going on? To get to listen to them. There's a big world of podcasts, man. I listen to a lot um, of uh, <laughs> I know. The same. Uh, but no, I mean, I, can, I, I see your point. But that just seems like the media needing to 
grow up and, and move on from that kind of shit. Happen. Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I don't think the I don't think that justifies the team having to change the way they operate just so that you know they don't have to. Because I mean, like the players and the teams, they don't really care what the media has to say. It's just the fans, right? So. I don't know. It's not going to, I don't think it'll enhance my experience as a fan. It will for me. Gary either way. Something. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Come on. Let's, yeah. let's talk about the, uh, so, let's talk about the Washington and Carolina series. Oh, uh, how wild is that? I mean, it's, it's kind of like a pick them up. Who's going to win the next one now? I feel like Washington yeah. will, I mean, Carolina, Carolina has Carolina, to come back from, sorry, from that last blowout game. I mean, what was it like six, nothing? Yeah. Six, nothing. So yeah, six, nothing. Oh, I'd love to see it go to game seven though. After that, I'm enjoying seeing Carolina in the playoffs again. Like, yeah. I actually like that team. I like Peter Morazic, his celebration when yeah. they realized they got in that little Twitter video. <laughs> we got in. Yeah. Yeah. We are in. That was awesome. Yeah. That is like, man, he's what a journey he's been through. Peter Mrazek. I was I was really hoping that the Flames would have picked him up. But you know But no. What happened happened. <laughs> um but no, yeah. Oh dude, imagine his play and behind anyway. Um yeah. Uh it's 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 fun to watch, especially since it's it's kind of been a back and forth, right? Because Carolina kind of got revenge on the Capitals five not by winning five nothing. Um by uh, after you know, Ovi knocked out. Showed him who the Andre superior Spetsnaf Russian off. was. <laughs> Man, there was some Twitter savage, stuff. savage, yeah, savage memes out good. on Twitter um, from the uh, the yeah, Rocky yeah, movies. That, that big Russian on. guy where he goes, "If he dies, <laughs> he dies." <laughs> Jesus, man! Yeah, that was brutal. Yeah, that is terrible. This is a guy's, yeah, he's only 18. He like turned 19, yeah. like what, a month ago? Beskin's <laughs> like 34, 63, like 240 pounds. Yeah. Huge, man. You can't even know that though, as like a, Have a mercy. Russian born goal scorer. Like who must he have looked up to, you know, growing up? You must have seen Obi win the playoffs yeah. last year. Like, how would you not know? There's a reason Beskin doesn't fight people because he will kill them. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. He wants to protect those hands at yeah, all costs. Except when he gets insulted enough, I guess, apparently. Man. Yeah, I guess. Slashed a couple times. I don't know. Um, but yeah, so they got revenge by winning 5 nothing there. And then, you know, they drilled TJ Oshie into the boards. And now he's had surgery to fix his collarbone. Oh, he's he's out indefinitely. And sure. Caps. Oh, yeah. The Caps came roaring back to beat them 6 nothing. So, three-two series yeah. lead. It'll be interesting to watch. You know, I'm, uh, it's going to be a good. I'm, I'm actually kind of pulling for Washington just to see oh, them hey. play against New York Islanders. I think that would be a wicked series to watch. But if that Carolina gets in, series, I'm not yeah. going to complain. Hey. Still, be pretty happy for them. Yeah, yeah, and hey, like um, once once the the Jets got eliminated. Um, I feel like Washington was just like, okay, boys, this is wide open. It really is theirs to lose. And they could repeat as the Stanley cup champions that like this, there's no better chance for them right now. Um, they played through a lot last year to, to win it. And arguably they have an easier path this year. So I think, yeah, it'll be interesting to watch. I don't know. If Washington, I think we've gone through them all. I'm just trying to do this in my head. I think Washington, Washington's got to be the favorite to win it. Who's whoever's left? Oh, they've got to be. They're the only gotta ones be. with any championship I mean, pedigree. Yeah, I would say Washington or St. Louis are would be the top two teams. I would, I would pick right now. Yeah, I St. think Louis. St. Louis is going to yeah. the final. To be honest yeah, with I you. guess. I don't know though. Colorado, if they can mm. keep playing like they have been, they they've got a good chance too. Like Grubauer, Grubauer has been playing 
out of his yeah. mind. He was amazing in that series. Just shut the door left, right, and center. Like I know he was good at Washington. I was surprised certain um, teams didn't pick him up. I was surprised. I was surprised that it was uh, Colorado yeah. that got him. But goddamn, yeah, yeah. Especially with Farlamov, um, who's likely going to be the Flames next. Goal <laughs> Just keep next picking year. up all the older retired goalies in their last two or three. <laughs> well, hey man, he's the best that's available. Ain't nobody paying him. Ain't nobody paying for Bobby ten million dollars. Four, <laughs> maybe. If he just lights out, yeah, maybe. If he wins the cup. Yeah, teams will bend over backwards if he wins the cup. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. But yeah, I mean, don't sleep on the Islanders either. The Islanders are have been playing really well. Eberle is finally playing like he should be which is good to see. Um, John wants the, the Habs to go after him. <laughs> they got enough wingers, man. They need defensemen. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I feel like he would fit yeah, pretty well. Poor man's pack ready. I still think, yeah, no. Tar is <laughs> well, we're going to get another poor man's pack ready, basically. <laughs> Well, I, I would rather us. I would rather. I would rather the Habs go after Gustav Nyquist. To be honest, you know, I keep saying it, but I really think he'd be a good fit playing with Tatar. They're, they're like best buddies from their time in Detroit, and it'd be fun to watch them play together again. Um. Oh, your boy. Uh, good. Um, good agency work there. Uh, getting your oh yeah goes your boy Tom McClellan a job. Pretty sure uh, I predicted that after like I offered him up to about seven other teams, but <laughs> eventually I got it. Aha! <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he's you gonna go it back, back to California, stay on the West Coast. Uh, what do you think of that? I think it's a mistake by Todd McClellan to be honest with you, because what does the team have? Like they don't. I can't see LA coming back like we're going to get quicker this year, and then they get Kovalchuk, and then yeah, they have they nothing. Uh, yeah, they're not. Yeah. They're covered. They're bare, man. They've got nothing. I think there's, it's a rebuilding there's, team. There's I think there. that's what they should have done. That's what they should have gotten was maybe a younger coach and just tried to see if they could, you know, find a gem for a bit cheaper. Um, change your team around and see how it goes from there. However, though, Philadelphia getting uh, Vigneault, mm, that was a good hire. Next. I think that's perfect for them. They've got a lot of good young players. They've got some veteran players. They've got a good goalie coming up, and now they got an experienced coach who's been in the final mm-hmm. twice. He's been he's won three President's Trophies. You know, He did nothing but get New York to the playoffs except mm-hmm. in the last year when they chose to go for a rebuild. So, And I don't think – I was surprised with his term. Five years, $25 million. Yeah, it's a bit high. Yeah. <laughs> a lot, a of, lot hay. of hay. That's a lot of hay. It's a lot of grass, a lot of green coming his <laughs> way. That's, yeah. I mean, that's the price for um, experienced coaches who've gone that far now. Yeah. Well, his, his, the knock on him is that, um, from what I've heard from a few Rangers fans, is that uh, he doesn't play the kids enough. And hopefully that uh, that isn't a thing because, uh, like you said, uh, I would like to point out though on the two teams that uh, he had, uh, Vancouver and New York, there weren't really drafting a lot of great kids in his time between both of those teams. Like he, when he started with Vancouver, they pretty much had the, they had the Sedins, they had Kessler, they had Bieksa, they had all those guys already. And so it's not like he really had to coach someone a lot of people from the beginning. There was a few here and there. Um, yeah, I don't know. I I think that's a bit, bit overstated. But also on Philadelphia, like the players that people are calling their kids have been in the league for like a couple of years. Like Nolan Patrick's been in the league for two years. Mm-hmm. Goss Bears, this was his yeah. third year, I think. Um, Couturier, he's yeah. what is he like twenty six, twenty seven? So they got yeah, yeah. Well, I was more talking about the the Lindblom and the the Robert Hags and the. Yeah. Travis Sandheim's maybe, but he's also but, very uh, loyal to his number one goalie. And so if they make it so that Carter Hart's their goalie next year, 
Oh yeah. Yeah, for Uh, sure. Yeah. And I think, I think they were mainly talking about uh, like the Jimmy VCs and the, the, um, I don't think it, I don't think Bushnevich was there when he was still the the coach. I don't think he was, but Zabanajad didn't get a very good look. He's also been called too much of a player's coach too. So it's like both ways. Like, so does he too nice to the players and hates the young ones, but likes the old ones. Like, who is he nice to? Like, I don't understand. I don't know. I think he's done nothing but succeed where he has been, except for his first little bit in Montreal. So, yeah, stability for Philadelphia. I'd be surprised if they weren't in the playoffs next year, or at least like way better and like fucking pushing. Yeah, man. Your boy, my boy, Carter Hart. He's going to do it. Mm-hmm. He'll make our prediction true um, a year later. But And then how about the big news that yours truly called back in December? Um, the Detroit Red Wings have hired Stevie Eisenman as their new GM and mm-hmm. VP. Is it a hockey operation? He's everything he is now. I think he's everything. All he's all everything. Comes in. And then, um, and then Ken Holland is has moved up vice to president. be a senior. Yeah. That's, VP a, that's where they're putting him until he leaves. Yeah. Basically, pretty sure. Unless he doesn't. Unless he just wants to be yeah. an advisor at this point. But I doubt it. I think he's going to want to go somewhere else. And Detroit really needed to just. They didn't have to do this. They didn't have to get a change. But when you have someone like Eiserman who's yeah. turned a team around like he did for Tampa Bay. I, yeah, I mean, yeah, and he's just a he legend from Detroit anyway. And he wants to live there. I mean, just it's too perfect to not yeah. to go for that. Um, Especially when when the candidate is interested. And it, the yeah. candidate is Stevie Eiserman. <laughs> you don't say no to that. I'll get back to you, Steve. You know? We'll call you next week. Good seeing you. Yeah. So, you know, John's prediction might end up coming true. He might, uh, Ken Holland might yeah, end up going good. to Seattle. That'd be good for Seattle. Yeah. Good for Ken Holland. Gets a new mm-hmm. start. But from what I hear, I don't think he wants to leave. Like, you know, he's basically spent, he has spent his entire career in Detroit. So it doesn't sound like. 25, 26. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he might he might move simply because you know there's better water in Seattle, but <laughs> that was a Jesus. cheap shot. I'm sorry. Like sick people. <laughs> oh, bad. Uh, yeah, good hire. Good luck for Kenny Holland. Hope he goes but, yeah. to Seattle. Yeah. So there are the news. There's the the news around the horn. Um, do we have anything else that nah, uh, man. we want to cover go. this week? Gotta go. Gotta get my bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you do. You do. That's true. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, we might have some exciting news coming up uh, pretty soon here. Um, just got to figure a few things out, iron a few details, and we might have an announcement coming out um, sometime next week. That might be cool. And, um, yeah, give us – thank you for listening. We do appreciate everybody who's who's still with us. Uh, appreciate your ears stay hungry out there you know um playoff hockey man there's nothing like it we say it all the time and follow us on twitter at hfht podcast we're pretty um active on there so we we love commenting and chatting with with people on twitter um follow get get on to follow us at uh, facebook as well at hfht podcast uh, you can also find us on all major podcast directories, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Apple Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff, Stitcher. Um, and you can also find us blogging on uh, the hockey forums, the NHL forums in overtime with Overtime Heroics. So you can follow them at OTHeroics1 on Twitter. And feel free to head over to overtimeheroics.com slash forums, register for a free account, and you can talk all the sports you want. You know, they got NBA, um, MLB, MMA, wrestling, if you like all that kind of stuff. Um, There's a sport forum there for you, and 
feel free to jump on and start chatting. You know, we, we do love chatting uh, hockey on there. So we're pretty active on there as well. So look for us there. Look for us on Twitter. Look for us on Facebook and, you know, share with your friends, your family, bring your mom. We do appreciate all the likes and the listens and the shares. And uh, yeah, I think that about does it for us this week. We will catch you next week. See you later. Oops.